0: And so always, we shall commence this episode of the podcast with a quote from a rapper, philosopher, somebody whose lyricism I really just messed with. Shout out to Jacquees, who said in the bootleg version of, of LMA's boot, uh trip, he said, <laughs> some of y'all are familiar with the story. Y'all know why I'm laughing at that. He said, I got to ride with my gun on safety so I don't go shooting where you'll be. And I said, because I'm trying to stop saying the i N- I'm trying to stop saying N word. I'm trying to stop cussing, saying the N word or using any foul language at all. Now with that being said, I am still gonna give those flagrant opinions about things that I do. I am gonna spe- I do believe in freedom of speech. I just feel like I'm gifted enough. I feel like I'm eloquent enough to where I don't have to use foul language to get my point across. Well what's going on with you? Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Um let me just get this off quick because I promised my homie, shout out to, um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want you guys in his mentions, you know, going crazy, you know, doing whatever. But a shout out to the homie, he hit me two days ago and he asked me a question. I promised him I was going to record it on today's podcast and I said that yesterday. <laughs> and uh, I'm a little late, I'm a little tardy. However, I made it to the podcast finally, I finally made it to the microphone. I got my cup of water, I got my bag of Cheetos and I'm going answer them in full right now. Shout out to me, homie, homie. He said, Hey, I came here through your podcast and I have a question. Do you think when it comes to black and white relations, at real Donald Trump, do you think Donald Trump is a unifier, not making much difference, or is he divisive? Because I think either I think he's either more like a unifier or at least not or at least not making things worse. By unifier, I mean that though Trump I get I got in contact, I mean that through Trump, I got in contact with so many POCs, which wasn't necessarily, necessarily the case before. I think that it helped me understand different points of views. There is racism, but I think the Democrats actually profit from these fissures in society. I'm kind of insecure since the media tarot between four and that because I like Trump, I and mean, I actually think he's doing the good thing. I'm definitely 100% racist. And I just don't feel that way. I want to start to be stronger together. You can be my boss anytime. I don't know. I guess I just would love to hear your thoughts about it. So shout out to the homie. I appreciate that question. Um I'm gonna dissect the question maybe in three parts. So this might take a minute to answer this. So the first question the first point I wanna make, you ask, do I think he's either a unifier, very divisive, or at least not make or not really doing much? For I would say he's more divisive. The reason why I would say he's more divisive is because there's no record, as far as I see, on camera of Donald on camera of Donald Trump ever saying, "I hate black people. I hate Mexicans." Now, with that being said, his rhetoric, how how aggressive he is with the divisive tactics, whether it was three years ago where he said he's proposing a ban a ban against all Muslims from coming into the country, whether he gets on stage and he says when Mexico sends immigrants they don't send their best they send their they send their poor, they send the criminals, they send the thugs. When you say device divisive speech like that, when you bring up the whole thing about how he wants to build a wall, which by the way, the the sad thing about that is I'm actually not against building a wall. I really don't give a damn. I'm, I'm okay with building a wall. There's already a wall. There's already a wall between the United States and Mexico, so I really don't care if you strengthen the wall. I just don't like how you're making that the focal point of your campaign because reality is and somebody out there who's way more informed than the U.S. economy Maybe you can give your point on this. I don't know how mu- I don't know how much of a factor immigration from the southern part of the border is really hurting the economy. Illegal immigration, at least, you know. I don't I don't know. Maybe you can put me on that. So, I think that's why that's divisive. He's more divisive, I feel, because the alt right, the extreme far right, and I know for a fact the extreme far right does not represent all Republicans. I know, I know that. However. That extreme alt right is strengthened by Donald Trump's speech. They feel more comfortable to come out and come out of the closet as being racist because of because of the words, um, the rhetoric of Donald Trump. That's just it is what it is. And the good example, the good contrast I can make to that is when you go to the far side of the left. I'm talking about the true far right black nationalists or Latino nationalists. When Barack Obama was in office, most of them hated barack obama they thought he was a monkey they thought he was an uncle tom because they felt like how you gonna be in office and not speak for us how you gonna be in office a black man in office and you ain't gonna try to get black nationalism popping so that's the parallel we'll make to that the most far extreme lefts didn't support barack obama versus with donald trump the far extreme rights do support donald trump and um that's how i feel now the perspective you said where you said that because through donald trump you've gotten in contact with more people of colors um, more persons of color. That is a very different experience that I've heard other people than other than I've heard other people give me. I've I've never heard that from any other perspective as far as under Donald Trump's, at least from a Donald Trump supporter. I don't think being a Donald Trump supporter makes you racist, but I do think it means that you're able to compartmentalize certain things about him that you agree with and ignore everything else. And reality is, I don't know. I don't think I can do that with Trump. I have an easier time doing that with music. I have an easier time doing that with hip hop. Like if I'm a fan of Twenty One Savage, if I'm a fan of see Uncle Murder, if I'm a fan of them, I'm I'm more of a fan of their music than their morality. Versus if I'm following you, if I'm following your political opinions, if I'm really coming to your political rallies with a sign that says "Go Johnson Johnson 2024" whenever the next election is, if I'm really going out of my way to do that, bro, then I, I there's something about it that I really connect with, and I have you you have to be somebody of somebody whose morality I can respect. The parallel I always make, and I'll just let me go back to Trump. Let me go back to Trump before I make this parallel. There are a lot of people who support Trump who might necessarily, might necessary, who might not necessarily hate black people, who might not necessarily hate Mexicans. But at the same time, what happens is because he's pro gun, because he's pro border control, they'll support one of those two things or something else, and be like, okay, so I'm pro Trump now. Versus. I'm not like that because I can't get over his. I can't get over how much of a dick he is. I can't get over how divisive he is. And a good example always give that The good example with the parallel always using that scenario is Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan as Louis Farrakhan is a black nationalist. He needs and he leads a nation of Islam. Louis Farrakhan has never gotten on a podium, has never gotten on the stage and said anything negative to black people. Everything that he has said has been in favor of black people, has been in favor of black entrepreneurship, black empowerment, etc., etc., etc. Now, with that being said, I don't support Louis Farrakhan because Louis Farrakhan has also gotten on some of those same stages, some of those same podiums, and I said some of the most disrespectful things about white people, hate speech, Ooh, ooh, ooh. I hate Jews all of them have long noses Like uh, like uh, like Shredder From uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Just everything And I just feel personally bro like I can't rock with that That's just my personal opinion about that I feel like there's some things I can't rock with And one of them is divisive speech When it, I don't like division I don't like hate speech I don't like racist speech I can't tell you if Donald Trump is racist or not I just feel like he's very divisive So that's just my personal opinion about him And shout out to the homie. I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say his Twitter name because I don't want anybody to mention trying to have a whole, you know, you're racist because you support Trump. I don't think being being you're racist because you support Trump. But I will say most racists are Trump supporters. I'll say that. Now, moving on from there, there's a few things I wanted to talk about today. Shout out to everybody who tuned in. Shout out to everybody who listened to my whole "So Why You Are Not an Evil Human Being" for supporting Donald Trump Ranch. Shout out to all those who who listened. Um, uh, First thing I want to get off on because I got to touch on this. Somebody asked me to touch on this personally. I listened to the Pusha T interview on the Joe Budden podcast in response to Drake's interview on the Shop with LeBron James. Shout out to LeBron James. I have no idea, no clue about the significance of your NBA statistics. However, I am just a fan of your work on the Shop, and I am a fan. I am a fan of your community work. You are a great man. I really appreciate. I'm, I'm blessed that the culture has you present. Um. And I, I watched in the shop how Drake said the reason he didn't he he actually wrote a this song to Pusha T's last this song to him this year. The reason why he didn't release it was because he felt like it would it would take him to a lower level of being a lower level of human morality that he that he did not want to he did not want to look back on and say that he sunk to. Now and he also said that Pusha T went too far in the song how as I as he said and I quote you know you bringing up my kid and bringing up my baby mama I understand that's a low shot I don't care. But when you bring up my friend that has MLS that might die that's sick, that's something that's serious to me. and I take that to heart. Like that that's a line you shouldn't cross. Big debate we had, and I also listened to Pusha T spot interview on Joe Button's podcast. Shout out to Joe Budden. Shout out to all black people with deep with D voices. We really trying to make it in this um We really trying to make it in this broadcast game. And he said, you know, there's no there's no there's no low there's no lowest levels. There's no there's no there's no lowest levels in a rap battle i am on i am on Pusha T side when it comes to that to drake i was saying response to drake i feel like because for those of you guys who forgot the whole thing started at least this segment of their beef started because pusher said something about drake on a song so a little little sub diss on the song, so Drake responded with a whole freestyle dissing him, dissing Kanye West, giving them both the smoke, talking about how Kanye like basically you know letting them know, letting them know, bro, y'all basically Snickers, I'm I'm Kit Kat, and I don't know if Kit Kat tastes better than Snickers. Matter of fact, let's reverse that. I'm Snickers, y'all Kit Kats. One piece, one piece. <laughs> but uh how I felt was if Drake didn't, if Drake really didn't have that smoke for them, if Drake really didn't feel like rapping with them, if Drake really didn't feel like he wanted to get down and dirty, he should not have responded with that duppy Freestyle, bro. This is a rap battle. You can't get mad just because he just your friend who might be dying. And I understand I've lost family members as well. But, bro, like you, you can't get, you can't. This is rap battle. This is rap. You've, you know, you know how much, you know how much crazy stuff, you know how much crazy stuff that I didn't hear in rap battles. Rap in rap songs, you have people literally saying they gonna pull up at your home, your private location of safety or sanctitude, and whip out a machine gun and kill you and your whole family, bro. Like you can't get sensitive. This is rap. This is rap. This is rap. You can't get sensitive. You, if you are gonna speak your piece, if you are gonna be a savage, bro, you can't just you can't just ball up because you feel like somebody went too far. Now, I also took note of the part where um, Pusha T said that the knowledge that he received about Drake's baby mama and his baby that was coming forward, how he was gonna have the Adidas out with uh, his son as the name of the shoe brand, etc., etc., etc. He got that from he he got that through a girl that. Forty, his friend who pushed a teammate at MLS uh rap the tick 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 about how he was going diverse about a girl that was messing with forty came back to his camp and told him and that's how he got the knowledge. That is crazy, man, and that is why you cannot open up your lips and flab for two and a half hours on FaceTime or in person to girls that you just met at the club, bro. Forty, you should know better than this. You've been famous for almost eleven years now, bro. What what you doing? Ah, that just was a crazy, that just was a whole, that whole thing in and of itself was just a crazy, crazy, crazy scenario in and of itself. And man, uh, that's why you got to be on your P's and Q's when you're dealing with these females, bro. You know, I guess, I guess the question I want to give you guys who are listening to this right now is... Is do you think there is such a thing as going too far in a rap battle? Me personally, I don't think so. I think in the history of rap, one of the things that made it so amazing, one of the thing to make, one of the things that makes rap battle so amazing and so engaging is the fact that you have people who really is going to go all the way far, talk about your father, talk about your lip fit, talk about how when you was growing up you got raped, talking about how you got into a fight with a beaver and the beaver walked out the victor, talking about all those things. Like I think that's what makes rap. That's what makes rap so dope. I don't. I don't want to have PC rap. I don't want to have PC politically correct rap. I want you to get down and dirty. Well, Pusha T's, this song, uh, Story of Added On, in response to Drake's Duppy Freestyle, honestly, my personal opinion, I think it was trash, but it just hit a lot of good points, hit a lot of good chinks, and a lot of haymakers. I think Drake's Duppy Freestyle was doper. It's just, you know, reality is, Story of Added On had some, had some low, had some road. it had a lot of haymakers, bro. You can't knock the haymakers. So I want you guys to let me know is there such thing as going too far? Let me know if there's such thing as going too far. I want to hear you guys' opinion about that, especially when it comes to rap or even just an art in general. Um, so shout out to that, shout out to them for that. Shout out to push, out to Joe Button for Joe Button has actually re, Joe Button has been on a roll when it comes to being a great pundit in the hip hop world and just coming out with great content. And I want—if I had an FX sound effects in this podcast, I would give him a, a really loud coliseum esque round of applause because it is really motivating to see somebody else with a voice as deep as the Pacific Ocean making it in the hip hop world. Shout out to him—he's really doing this thing out there. Uh, let's see what else we got. See what else we got. Oh, American Horror Story, American Horror Story, American Horror Story Apocalypse. So, some of you guys might have saw the video that I made today about the American Horror Story. This episode that came out today. Great freaking episode, bro. I'm talking about a great episode. I'm talking about this was actually a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Might have been the best episode I've seen all season. And in this episode, for those of you guys who are not locked in with the show, with the great show, with the great concept that is American Horror Story, bro. I gotta tell you, you missing out on, bro. You missing out on something great, bro. What's wrong with you? Um, today this episode, well, tonight's episode, last night's episode, technically, um, they broke they broke down more in the backstory about what made Michael, who they, who in this season he's more or less the Antichrist. What made him who he was, and like his personality as a child, like his backstory, his old backstory. And as a kid, he was on some weird stuff, you know, catching rats and killing the rats, catching goats and dogs, and skinning the dogs and hanging them from his grandmother' roof. This on some really crazy types on some really crazy type of stuff. And, you know, for those of you guys who haven't watched the show, who those of you guys who didn't see the episode or don't even just like the, the show, you know, it is what it is. You feel me? You can have bad taste of recreational entertainment and we can still, do, but it can still listen to my podcast. You know, some would argue your take your bad taste of recreational entertainment is the reason you listen to the podcast. Some would argue that, but, um, but, um, what I wanted to bring, what I wanted to bring up was, Watching. Watching him as a kid in the show, you know, have this 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 immense um, um, predisposition to violence, predisposition to killing, watching that and um, just seeing that and thinking like thinking of all the people I knew growing up who. Were predisposed to violence, predisposed to beating up people, predisposed to robbing people for forty for 40 sitting in their forty so they a pocket uh, that they use for reduced lunch. Uh, y'all, some of y'all out there remember reduced lunch? But um, watching all that and thinking about that, and thinking about all the people who might have found channels for their anger, might have found channels for that need for violence, might have found channels for that need to hurt people, for that need to hurt people. That makes me wonder, how many murders do we have out there in the world that have killed people? Be they in the ghetto if they're part of gangs, whether they be crip blood whether they be crip blood gang's disciple of vice lord. How many people we got out there that are violent, that are crazy out there like that that if they'd have found the right channel, the right conduit for that rage, that anger, that, that, that Wakanda power. How many of them could have been great soldiers, great snipers? Great, you know what I'm saying? Like like I'll be thinking about that like it's a lot of people out there who are mass murderers, be it the Ted Bundys be it the people who shot up schools what if they had what if they had enlisted what if they had enlisted in the marines or enlisted in the army would they have found themselves if they had gotten their rocks off shooting 14 year old boys in Afghanistan <laughs> okay I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking I know that's not funny but in all seriousness, like what if that what if they would have found themselves what if they have found because like I always say you know hey Reality is, in this country, we call people crazy for being mass murderers and walking up in high schools and shooting people because they got picked on when they were 16. They get out 10 years later and start killing people. But reality is, in this country, we will pay you to go kill people. We will pay you to, we will cut you a check to go kill people. I got a little homie, he's a sniper. I got another little homie, He's a. Uh, he does that thing where he drops bombs through the drones. We will pay you to kill people it's nothing it's nothing you can you can get a check you can get a check cut for being a for being a for being a savage bro you know, like it is it is nothing you know so i wonder about that like how many people out there that we that ended up being crazy that end up being mass murderers that end up being locked in jail for years and years on years but they just simply didn't have a conduit a, a legal conduit for that anger for that rage you know it's the same thing with me I talk so freaking much. I am a flabber. I am a gabber gab. I, I gab like a goddamn fish underwater. But I find myself as a podcaster. I find myself as a broadcaster. I find myself in this realm, and this is where I kind of my one of the things I always got teased about was the fact that I needed to talk so much, and I talked about everything. I talk, 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 talk. but me getting on this microphone me talking to you through this microphone i found myself and i found a way to channel that energy channel that need to be recognized channel that need to be heard on the airways i found that i found that i found that i found the channel for that i found a conduit for that so i wonder how many people out there that have anger problems that have anxiety issues that need to find a healthy conduit find a legal conduit for that you know what i mean i was thinking about that and I want you to let me know, like, what do you think about that? Do you know anybody personally? Do you know a Tom or a Chad who spent their whole day beating up kids and cutting off their fingers and putting them in a in a in a jelly jar for collections? I don't I pray to God you know you don't know anybody like that And I pray to God if you I pray to God if you did that you called the cops or CPS and their mom and dad for raising a crazy, Sarah, terrible, homicidal maniac as a child. But I'll be thinking about that, bro, like I think a lot of kids out there nowadays. You know, we live in a day where we're we're so quick to diagnose kids with all these medical conditions and put them on pills. Sometimes you just gotta let real stuff be real stuff and get them a cha- get them a channel, get them a conduit. I always tell this story when I talk about this type of thing. When I when I touch on this type of topic, there was a boy in Vallejo. Uh, I don't I forgot his name. I just know he's a lightweight. He's a lightweight box right now. He's competing Olympic box. He's competing. He's actually pretty good. Last I checked. And when he was growing up, he always was a fighter, always was a fighter, just always fighting, just knocking out dudes in front of the ice cream parlors, knocking out dudes in front of their grandmama, knocking them out of the Bible So he's just knocking dudes out all the time, just knuckles bruised all the time. Forever, his knuckles always look like the back of Whoopi Goldberg's neck. Just always. And, um, and one day he got suspended from school and his dad told him, you know what, since you think you're such a bad little, bad little butt, I'm going to take you to this boxing gym. I'm going to let a grown man put hands on you and let you know, because I'm getting tired of dealing with you. So he took him to a boxing gym. He let him get in the gym with a, he let him get in the boxing room with an amateur boxer in there. He knocked the amateur boxer out. Then he got in the room with a kickboxer. He knocked the kickboxer out. And so the coach of the boxing gym told his father, he took him to the side and said, hey, let me tell you something. Your son has a gift. Your son has a gift. Please let me train him. Because I think this young man can be somebody. I think this young man can be somebody and i think he has a gift, and that boy is like an olympic boxer competing right now i think he's 22 21 right now young dude really out there in the field like that and that showed me bro like all you gotta do is find your conduit all you gotta do is find your cape. all you gotta do is find your cape bro you know what i'm saying like that's an amazing thing find your cape you know think, of, think how useless superman would feel if he had to just use his power working as a as a package handler at fedex Think about that. Think about that. And that's a terrible parallel, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Seriously, bro, like find your conduit, bro. Give me I want you guys to let me know what do you think about that? Let me know in the comments below comments below. What do you think about that? And um and shout out to those the cast behind American Horror or shout out to Jessica Lange, shout out to Sarah Paul, shout out to Evan Peters, shout out to Emma Stones, to anybody else I forgot. Uh, shout out to Angela Bassett. She's not on this season, but I still love her. I got to give kudos to her, my, black, my beautiful black queen. Um, let me know what you thought about this episode. It actually, was a pretty do- it actually was a pretty dope episode, and I actually really enjoyed it. So let me know what you thought about it. Now, last but not least, I got to talk about this. Are you the one? And for those of you who are fans, are you, the, are you the one? Shout out to all my girls out there who listen to me. Most of the people who like this show are... Most of the people who enjoy this show, they are females, so shout out to all those females out there who really do enjoy this show, appreciate your presence on the podcast, shout out to you guys for listening to the boy live. Today's episode was really good, uh, Quasi really tripped the hell, I keep telling y'all bro that Wakandan rage is something to be, you ever use rage in Pokemon with a Gyarados, you ever touch a Gyarados rage when he's at level 48, that was what level of rage Quasi had at Are You The One Today, it was amazing, I was like... Wow, he is on one and man, that's what happens bro. When you mess with the man, he was mad uh, I think quasi would be a perfect fit for Bria. I think quasi and Bria are totally meant to be soulmates. They're both in just the right amount of crazy and I saw that Tevin and Kenya wore a match I don't know how I feel about that and It really made me it made me wonder what algorithm are they using in this show to judge if this person is your potential soulmate because I feel like they both were toxic for each other. I feel like they both just did tit-for-tat actions. When he would talk to Jasmine, he walked and got and sucked up Lewis. When she did this, he did that. Just, like I thought they were toxic for each other. And that led me into my final question that I have on the podcast. And I, I, I hate to make this podcast feel so like just straight delivery, but I just had to get this all out the way. Um... What qualities do you think makes a person the perfect one for you? And this show made me think about that because it's a lot of couples that I see that got together that might have been based off of more or less physical attraction. I see some that got together more or less based off of just who think they're their soulmate, based off of just pure chemistry and just conversation. How do you know that somebody is the one for you? How do you know that somebody's a perfect fit for you? And, and is there a perfect fit? You know, like, I have an idea, personality-wise, what I think the perfect fit is for me. You know, I think it's like a kind of worldly, international, brain, kind of international-friendly kind of based mind. Like, somebody who loves the outside world, somebody who likes, likes to travel, somebody who's based in that world. But, um, I, um... And, I'm, and I met a lot of women who are like that, and I think generally speaking, when I talk to them, it gets to the point where we're having a conversation where I I feel this spark, I feel like this spark of connection between us, like, oh my God, man, this might be the one, Mama, this might be the one I need, Mama, this might be the one I need, like I get to that point where I feel like this is the person who who matches me, like, and so I and I haven't found, you know, all those ones that I felt that with you, know, of course, they all got somebody, but um. I want to ask you, if you're in a successful, bountiful, fruitful relationship right now, I want you to let me know, how did you know that that person was the one? How did you know that person was the one that made you feel complete? How did you know? Let me know in the comments below. And with that being said, I'm going to go because it is late. I am recording this at a time where I should be in the bed asleep. But I just want to get this out the way because I wanted my podcast. I wanted this episode to come out early today. So shout out to all of you who have been listening to me and supporting me. And loving me, this is the People's, Par- People's Paradise Podcast. Much love, peace, and soul. And thank you for listening to me.